Hello, welcome once again to another session of Faith Boosters. Oh yeah, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. Faith does not come only by the word, but it's by what we are hearing. And that's why we want to have faith in God so we hear his word. And your hearing is affected by what by the word of god the word of god trains you how to hear that's what that scripture means but that's not what we are talking about today today we are here for another time in the word of god hearing him being enlightened the bible tells us that the entrance of his word brings light and gives understanding to the simple and that's why we sit under this teaching of the word to get understanding to hear god to train our ears to hear him so welcome welcome to another session of faith boosters you know what to do let our friends and family know that we are on even as we welcome god in this place wherever you are watching from listening from just go ahead always welcome him even when you're alone in private going to read the word welcome the holy spirit recognize his presence and ask him to open your eyes that you may see wondrous things in his law so father we thank you we thank you for your presence with us precious holy spirit thank you thank you for being with us Thank you for opening up the scriptures to us. Thank you for your word that is coming forth with power and with life and is going to change our lives. We thank you so much, Lord. We dedicate this time to you. We thank you that you'll speak to us, O oh God, that you'll speak to us. We thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Wow. So today we get back into the word. Last week was powerful. I hope you won a soul. This is time to testify. Uh-huh. How did it go? How many souls did you win? We said that we were going out to win at least a soul each because that, that the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life and he who wins souls is wise. That's what the scripture tells us in the book of Proverbs chapter 11, that he who wins souls is wise. So did you win souls? How many souls? Who do you want to testify even right now? Go ahead, type in the chat. Let us know what happened so that we can celebrate with you. And we want to do it again this week. Why not? Why not? Why not increase in wisdom even as we go towards the end of this amazing year? I still believe with all my heart that the end of our year is always better than the beginning because in the kingdom of God and as children of God, things go from good to better to best. The year shines brighter, the life shines brighter, grace to grace, favor to favor, glory to glory, light to light. That's what we believe. So I believe that the best is yet to come. That 31st December, I'll be getting the best things in my life. Oh yes, that's what I believe. And I hope that you have the same faith working in you. And so share, how did it go winning souls? What did you do? We want to learn. Eh? What did you do? Have you brought someone on the broadcast today? Thank you all for sharing. You're always sharing. I meet people who talk about how they chanced on the broadcast because someone shared on their status or whatever and their lives have changed significantly because of the word of god not because of me i me i have no power <laughs> i can't do anything i can't change your life i can't change your destiny but the word of god can and i'm so honored that i get to be a carrier of the word and to simply be a vessel i'm just like a saucepan carrying good food you can't really thank the saucepan for the food someone put it in there it's just a vessel and so i know there's nothing special about me 
the only thing that's special is that I bring the word of God to you. And it's such a blessing and an honor for me. God could have chosen another person, but how honorable is it? Oh, how honored am I that God would choose me? I feel so blessed. So, 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 so blessed. So, today God has put a word on my heart. Um, you know, I find that I usually have things I, I want to share. And then Holy Spirit is like, nope. <laughs> yeah, but last week's word was very powerful. If you've not yet heard it, go find it, the power of understanding time. Go find it and listen to it a few times and take action on it. It's very powerful and it will change your life um, because, you know, a, a wise man who listened to that teaching was saying to me that, you know, I realize that a decision you make today can impact 10 years of your life, which is true. That's the power of timing. That is what seems like a simple decision today under pressure. Eh? Not because of understanding the timing you're in can impact your life for the next 10 years positively or also negatively. And so we respond. We are people who discern time. We take our time to make decisions. We respond to time. And when we respond within the right time, he makes everything beautiful. Amen. All right. Why don't we get into today's word? I want to talk about... A thing that is very powerful in our lives that but then it's powerful the things about the thing about that I'm learning more and more about spiritual things is that it's not the overtly obvious things that impact our lives in a great way it's the simple subtle things that we can miss and it's one of the things I want to talk about today that the Holy Spirit has been has placed on my heart to share um, and I want to talk about I don't know what to call it but anyway let's go in the book of Isaiah chapter 54 is a very common verse common to many people who have been Christians for long, you've heard this verse. Isaiah 54 verse 17. Isaiah 54 verse 17. The prophet, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, writes and says from the mouth of God, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. I'm talking about the power of accusation. I don't know how else to name it, but that's it. Like, accusation is not innocent. Accusation is, not, is never innocent in your life. Never. And the accusation that ends up impacting our lives and disinheriting us is not the accusation from outside it is the accusation which moves from outside and enters inside us when we receive the accusation it becomes like a seed in our lives and it starts to produce guilt condemnation separation watch out for when you feel separated love does not cause separation Love calls you, causes unity. Love gathers. Condemnation separates. Sin separates. Anything that causes you to feel separated from maybe God. When you feel like you can't come into the presence of God anymore. You can't go to church anymore. You can't be in the presence of your pastor anymore. You can't be in the presence of your spouse anymore. You can't be in the presence of your parents anymore. Or someone who you always felt love. But now when you're around them, you feel separated. It's usually the power is not in what the other person feels about you. It's what you've embraced. Condemnation has found its way into your heart and produced a separation. And what you're separated from, you cannot reproduce after. 
You understand? Like the moment there is a separation, there is also a, a, a theft of harvest. The enemy is the accuser. He's the condemner. In this scripture, you find it curious that he says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. This is God. He's saying the weapon will be formed. Make no mistake about it. Because we think that a life with God is a life free of, of, of opposition. And then how? We have an opposer. He's the devil. You know, so if there is things in your life that are contrary, accusation comes in voice form. It can be a voice that you hear. It can be a voice on the inside of you. Demons, they start to speak in the spiritual music. The place for spiritual warfare is here. It's the mind. It's between your ears. There's someone who said that. that that's where the warfare happens. I think it's the woman of God, Joyce Meyer, who says that, that, that the battle is here. It's in the mind. That's where the battle happens. We win and lose here. That's why you are renewed. You are, you are changed by the renewing of your mind. When your mind agrees with God, you move towards God. When your mind agrees with the enemy, you move towards the enemy. The one you agree with, you move towards. You walk with. You, you hold hands with. Like when I'm in agreement with someone, we are holding hands and we are moving towards a harvest. Who have you been agreeing with in your life? Is it your accuser? God is not your accuser. Who is your accuser? You have to understand who is accusing you. Because if you think that that sickness in your life is from God, how will you fight it? Because then you have to get out of agreement with God to overcome the sickness. If you think that the lack of progress in your life is from God, how will you overcome it? The one who says he, has, he delights in the prosperity of his servants, the one who says, say to the righteous, it shall be well with them. He's the same one who is stopping you from progressing. How will you then walk in victory while walking in agreement or in your mind you think you, God is the one who has brought something? So how will you overcome it? You have to get into opposition with God. The work of the enemy is the work of accusation. Deception through accusation. And what he does is he, the accusation which wins is the one which you receive and you agree with. The moment you agree with accusation, that's it. It has power. But when you refuse to agree with accusation, you have power over it. And that's why he says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. In other words, weapons will be formed against you, but God has declared himself on the matter. They will not prosper. And then he says something interesting. He says, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. The work of condemning tongues, words, how does the tongue rise against you? Words spoken. You are a failure. You will never make it in life. You are too slow. You are not lovable. You are rejected. You carry a spirit of poverty. Nothing you do works. People don't like you. Nothing is working in your life. Things start and fail. You don't finish things. You are a, I don't know, whatever it is, you are ugly. You are a loser. Those are tongues. They are rising against you. Your work is not to now wallow in that and go around saying, you know, I am a careless person. Even when there is evidence of something, you see that evidence is a harvest. If you want to change the harvest, you plant new seed. So you can't change the harvest by planting the same seed. You keep saying, I'm a failure. I don't finish things which I start. I don't know what's wrong with me. I am careless. I don't have favor. I what, what, what? You are basically agreeing with the judgment. You see, to judge is to make a decision about someone. 
and the enemy his work of course is to steal kill and destroy so he comes to you and starts to fill your mind which is your place of conception when it meets with your spirit which is your soul it's the place where you conceive things you should watch one of the sermons faith booster sermons on the womb of the spirit that talks about how your place of conception is your soul your heart from the heart you live above all else guard your heart for out of it spring the issues of life proverbs 4:23 protect your heart from condemnation and accusation so the enemy comes with tongues rising against you it can be the tongue of a loved one it can be a spouse in anger or disappointment it can be a pa- pa- parent who loves you but they speak out of understanding they are not they, they, they or emotion or anger or disappointment it can be a boss it can be your spiritual leader it can be a pastor even those can say words that are not of god they are not perfect we can say things that are not of god you must quickly understand that that does not sound like the voice of my father in heaven it is the opposite of what god says in his word so i refuse to receive it Remember the condemnation that ends up producing negative results in our hearts and in our lives is the one we receive. Is the one we carry in our womb and then reproduce. We meditate on those things. We think upon those things. In the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. The writer which which is who is Paul the apostle, he's writing to the church of Philippi and he says to them Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. He says finally brethren whatever things are true whatever things are noble whatever things are just whatever things are pure whatever things are lovely whatever things are of good report if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy meditate on these things He tells you what to meditate on because what you meditate on you reproduce like something you bath fruit or, or something comes out of your meditation because when you meditate on the word of god whatever you do prospers when you meditate on the accusation of the enemy whatever you do does not prosper because you see what you meditate on becomes a, a belief system and we reproduce out of what we've believed because it becomes a place of faith and faith is what produces results so you start to believe that you're nothing you're useless the enemy never agrees with god he always brings something contrary to what god says about you and he comes to attack the seed in your life every word god gives you the enemy sends sends an attack immediately he attacks you on account of the word persecution will come if if the word comes and says god is your provider you start to experience lack It's not because the word is not working. The attack is on account of the word. Will you carry it to time or you will abort it? Every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you condemn. Not God condemns, not the angels condemn. It is you who condemns. It is you who condemns the accuser in your life. It is you who condemns and how do you condemn you release another word you open your mouth and you speak a thought starts to come ha huh? you see yourself dying you see your funeral you play the movie you see at that point you don't start saying oh my god the spirit of death is operating on my life no you open your mouth and say with long life god will satisfy me and show me his salvation i see myself living long i see myself in my 90s i see myself with gray hair i see myself looking beautiful and strong handsome and strong i see myself taking care of children children i'll be a great grandfather yes you start to speak back 
you get the scriptures and you say i will fulfill my days i will live long and fruitful life i will be even even in my old age i'll still be bearing fruit yes you condemn to condemn is to render powerless to condemn is to what I, I was trying to find what are synonyms for condemn what i know is that when a, a building is condemned no one can live in it let me see condemn synonyms okay first start with meaning the meaning of condemn to condemn is to sentence punishment to a particular thing especially death yeah to condemn is to you, basically you kill you render it powerless let me see synonyms synonyms for condemn synonyms for condemn is castigate attack denounce revile berate reprimand rebuke convict you convict the devil you send him to prison with his words a condemned building is a building that no one is allowed to live under when you condemn something you decide that it will not take you disqualify i don't know say so you disqualify a building that is condemned is a disqualified building you refuse to go under you reject the power of you curse you reject you refuse you condemn you disqualify you render powerless it is not god's work to condemn the voices that come against you in judgment it is your work it's not your pastor's job it's your work believers we have authority but we are looking outside of ourselves let me show you the power of condemnation in your life but before i do the bible says in john 3:17 we like verse 16 but verse 17 says for god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved in other words if you feel condemned by god it is not god the work of god is not the word of accusation reject the accuser that's what we're talking about today how to reject accusation in your life how to reject accusation in your life let's see in the book of revelation chapter 12 i saw this from apostle moses revelations chapter 12 from verse 10 says then i heard a loud voice in heaven saying let's start from verse 9 so the great dragon was cast out the serpent of old called the devil and satan who deceives the whole world that's the work of the devil to deceive you that your life is over especially in times of trial he's a deceiver he makes he reduces your entire existence to one moment or he reduces your whole life to one thing which is not working and blinds you to all the other blessings that you have in your life some of you that's your word today you're so blinded to what god is doing because you're focusing on one bad thing one thing that's not going well one area where you're stuck and you're not aware of what god is doing he's a deceiver he deceives the whole world revelation 12 from verse 9 he was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him then i heard a voice saying in heaven Now now that the accuser is cast out salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come why for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before God day and night has been cast down and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives unto the death salvation and strength have come 
the kingdom of our God have come. Why? The accuser has been cast down. The accuser who accuses them day and night. Imagine that, like how they say the professor or the doctor or the engineer, the devil's name, his title is the accuser. He's the accuser. Every time you hear accusation, it's not from God. God does not accuse. The Holy Spirit does not accuse. He convicts. He tells you that's not who you are. You can't still be doing that thing. You can't still be going. You can't still be going to the bar. You can't still be having an extramarital relationship. That's not who you are. He's lifting you up. He's elevating you down and tell you you're condemned. You're fake. You're going to die. Your life is over. You are a bad person. That's not the work of God. God, he, he convicts, he does not condemn. He lifts you out of a situation. He reminds you of who you are. He tells you that's beneath you, but the devil tells you that very decision you've made is going to destroy you. You are dead. God is never going to accept you again. So what happens, the thing I began with is separation. You start to feel you can't talk to God. You feel you're so dirty. You're not, you're not good enough. Of course, none of us is good enough. You disappear from church and fellowship. You cut off your friends and family. That's the work of the devil. The work of separation is the same as the work. Accusation separates. Because accusation condemns, it disqualifies. It makes you powerless. Because when I accuse you, uh -huh, you have no power to do anything about it. But the Holy Spirit shows you a way out. A way out of sin, a way out of rebellion, a way out of hardness of heart. That's what God does. The accuser is not God. And when the accuser is cast out of your life, you see salvation and strength and the kingdom of God. When the accuser is cast out of your marriage, do not take part in the work of accusation. Because when you become an accuser of someone, you become a, a, an employee of Satan. The work of your accusation is not the work of children of God. Don't accuse your, your, your spouse. Don't accuse your boss. Don't accuse your pastor. Don't accuse your friends. Don't be part of the people who are condemning and breaking down and, and making nothing someone else. That is the work of the devil. And when you cast him out, how do you cast him out? The answer is in the next verse, in verse 11. That you overcome the accuser, you, a child of God, because he was cast from heaven to earth. Now he's on the earth accusing us day and night before God, saying that one doesn't deserve a promotion. They didn't do ABCD. The other one doesn't do what? That's, that's what he does. But you see, that's why Jesus up to now continues to intercede for us before the Father. He reminds, he says, no, that was covered on Calvary. That was covered on Calvary. That was covered on Calvary. When the devil comes to accuse you and says you're fake, you say you're right, but it was covered. You're right, I'm fake. But in Christ Jesus, I'm not fake. So you cannot also take part in accusing yourself. The accusation you receive inside is what starts to produce death in your life. The, play, the thing which you used to enjoy, you stop enjoying. The thing you used to do well, now you think it's dependent on your goodness. It's not. That's why that verse in Isaiah 54, 17 says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the children of God and their righteousness is of me, says the Lord. You cannot counter accusation if you think that your righteousness is from you. You must understand that your righteousness is from God. You don't have a righteousness of your own. Yes, I am weak, but in Christ Jesus, I am perfect. I am strong. I am pure. And I'm going to show you a story that you're very familiar with. But before I go there, verse 11 of Revelation 12 says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. You, you need to be aware that Jesus paid the price and the penalty for your sin. The more you acknowledge that, the more sin has no dominion over you. You will live a pure life by accident than by trying. When you fall, remember God does not condemn you. 
He invites you to stop sinning. He invites you to receive power over sin, which is recognizing that you're a child of God, that sin no longer has dominion over you. Yes, Romans 6, 14. Sin shall no longer have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. The people who walk free of sin are those who are under the grace of God, who recognize that their righteousness is from God and not from themselves. I used to be someone who felt like I was righteous because of what I did. But what I do, then it means I am setting myself up for the day I fail, which is going to be any day, every day. We all sin. We all come short of the glory of God. Stop condemning yourself. You made a mistake. Now rise up out of it. Reconnect with your father. He never left. It is you who walked away because you received the accusation of the devil. You can't be under the blood of the lamb and accused at the same time. The moment we are under the blood of the lamb, we are justified by faith in Christ Jesus. That under Jesus Christ, you are perfect. And that's what gives you the authority and the, the boldness to reject the accusation of Satan. You cannot reject the accusation of the devil based on your righteousness. Because most times what he's accusing you of, he's right. But he's right only if he's pointing at your righteousness. He is wrong when he points at you and you're in Christ Jesus under the blood of the Lamb. When he points at you, he's pointing at Jesus because you're in Christ in God. When he points at you, he is basically saying, Jesus, you are this and it's not true. Because if I'm hidden in Christ, when the devil points at he accuses me, he's accusing Christ. And Christ is not a sinner. Christ is not weak. He is strong. That's why he says, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, not the ones who are strong because they are strong. No, when you're weak, you say, I am strong. God's power is made perfect in your weakness. When you're at your weakest, his power rests on you. Am I saying you should go and do bad things? No, this message is not for those who already don't feel guilty for doing bad. It is for those who are, you, you have accused yourself, condemned and accepted the accusation of Satan until now you're bound in a life of sin. In fact, you've gone back to do the very things that you had stopped doing. Why? Because you feel like, what's the point? I'm bad anyway. No, you've received the accusation of Satan. You overcome him, first of all, by recognizing the blood of the Lamb. And you don't stop there. By the word of their testimony. The opposite of accusation is testimony. Don't shut your mouth. Condemn the accuser by opening your mouth and testifying of God in your life. Say, I am the righteousness of God. It is well with me. My life is getting better every day. When I fall, I rise up again. God is on my side and not against me. God is for me and not against me. I am, I am, I am of God. I overcome the world. Greater is he who is in me than the one who is in the world. My life gets better every day. I rise up from my weaknesses. I rise up from where I have fallen and I awaken to righteousness you must reject what the enemy is saying to you you hear a voice telling you you're failing you say i cannot fail i am a child of god god is working in my life i am rising up from my mistakes yes approach him boldly the throne of grace where you find mercy and grace in your time of need don't run from god run to him he's your father but you can't do that quietly you overcome by recognizing that your righteousness is from god the blood of the lamb, and by the word of your testimony, not the thought of your testimony. There is power in opening your mouth and speaking back to the devil. Don't speak back quietly. Speak back. I, I talk to myself all the time. I can be there and a, a foul thought comes in my mind. I speak back. I don't be quiet. I speak back because it is in my speaking that I condemn the devil, that I render him powerless, that I nullify his words and his accusation. You see the power to live free from sin is, 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 is acknowledging that you are loved by God. 
Accusation does not make you free from sin. No. It keeps you bound. And I'm going to show you a story that proves it. Your faith becomes effectual by acknowledging every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. That's how your faith becomes strong. Not by acknowledging your weaknesses. Are we aware of our weaknesses? Yes. Am I saying you should pretend that you're not weak? No. You go to God and say, Lord, in this area I am failing, but I believe that you're working in me. Strengthen me, O God. I receive your strength. You need to open your mouth and acknowledge what God is doing. To confess in the scriptures means to agree with God. You overcome the accuser by the word of your testimony, by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. First, the blood of the lamb. When you're in Christ Jesus, you are the righteousness of God. The accusation of the enemy cannot stick on you because when it comes, it finds the blood of the lamb that paid for all your sin, that paid for all your weakness, that covers you. But you see also the word of your testimony. Do you agree? Your testimony is agreeing with God. Do you agree that indeed Jesus covered all your failure? That's how you overcome accusation. The word of your testimony. The word of your testimony. In the book of John chapter 8, there is a story that I'm going to read for you. And I want you to see how Jesus deals with this matter. This is a story about a woman caught in sin. And every day we are caught in sin. We find ourselves falling short of the glory of God. It is written, all have sinned and continuously fall short of the glory of God. Comma, being justified freely by his grace. I love that scripture, Romans 3, 23 and 24. All have sinned. And then all fall short of the glory of God every day. But my husband says that, it's, that that scripture makes him think of a wiper on a car. That as you sin, you are justified. It doesn't encourage you to sin. You remember that you are not a sinner. You are a saint. A saint does not continue to operate in sin. Because you see, because you are a sinner, you sin. When you acknowledge that you are free from sin, you will stop sinning. I promise that's how it works according to the scriptures. When you acknowledge every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus, it works. What you acknowledge works. What you acknowledge you receive and you own and it works in you. Look at what Jesus did in the book of John chapter 8. It says, Now early in the morning he came again into the temple and all the people came to him. And he sat down and taught them. Oh, it's so good. When you teach, you're doing what Jesus did. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him. Do you know who brought the woman? Scribes and Pharisees. The people who usually accuse you are people who think they are holy. <laughs> scribes and Pharisees were like the bishops. People who were well taught in the word. The scribes and the Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. <laughs> Listen, for you to be accused, you need to have done something wrong. Accusation doesn't come from nowhere. Or to be perceived to have done something wrong. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, there's a version that says, caught in adultery in the very act, they caught her life. So this woman was already condemned. She was, you know, you're already feeling guilty. You know you did a bad thing. Then the enemy wants to maximize. He comes usually when he knows that even you, you know you did a bad thing. Then he really adds salt to injury and says you're bad. In fact, they will know. No one should find out. Keep it a secret. They are going to find you. Then you find yourself separated from God, from fellowship, from loved ones, from all those things. And when they had set her in the midst, they say to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they say, testing him that they might have something of which to also accuse him. 
But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. Do you see Jesus? He doesn't participate. He doesn't say what? Of course, you know what to do with this woman. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them. And this is what Jesus says to everyone who accuses anyone. He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. In other words, those people who are accusing you, they are sinners. Just because you sin differently does not mean you're better than someone. I used to think I was better than some people because I sin differently. We are all sinners. To God, there is no level in sin. Just because someone sins differently from you does not mean they are better or worse than you. We are all sinners. When you understand that, accusation doesn't have much power over you. You realize, yeah, I'm a sinner outside of Christ, but in Christ Jesus, I am a saint. He says, if you're without sin, throw the first stone. If you're not a, if you know that you have no sin in your life, then accuse someone. The moment you realize you're a sinner, you have no right to accuse someone. Accusation is the work of the devil. He is the accuser. Don't become an accuser. Don't get on the devil's payroll. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one. The sinners who came to accuse started to go away, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone. And the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, Jesus had a right to accuse her because he was sinless. All the other ones had no right. Jesus said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? He removed himself. I'm not one of them. Who are, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. He wanted her to acknowledge that there was no one who had power to accuse her because all of them were sinners. And she said, no one, Lord. Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. That's the word of God to you today. Jesus does not condemn you. And in knowing that, sin will lose its power over your life because then you can approach the one who helps you, the Holy Spirit. But when you think you're a sinner, you stay away from the very one who has a solution. The Holy Spirit who can show you the way out of sin. You run from him. He wants you to know he does not condemn you. No one has the authority to condemn you but God. But the one who has authority to condemn you says, I do not condemn you. I do not accuse you. And when you acknowledge that God does not condemn you, the power of sin, the power to sin falls off of your life. He says, neither do I condemn you, go and sin no more. He doesn't say, go and sin no more, neither do I condemn you. The order matters. Those who acknowledge that God does not condemn you, them live free from sin. Those who acknowledge God not as their condemner or accuser, but as their savior, live free from sin. You can be a Christian and you think God is accusing you. You will continue to struggle with sin. But when you recognize that God no longer accuses you, God, no lo God does not condemn you, not even no longer. God does not condemn you. God does not accuse you. Then you run to him, not away from him. When you fall, you go to him and you find mercy and grace in your time of need. Accusation, the point of accusation is separation. Separation from the very power that causes you to live free from sin. God does not condemn you. Yes, you made a mistake. You made a bad decision in your finances. You made a bad decision in your relationships. You made a bad decision, I don't know, in your academics. You made a bad decision in your, I don't know what it is, at your workplace. God does not condemn you. He's not waiting to punish you. He's waiting to give you more freedom from sin. You overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. Your testimony should agree with God. 
concerning your life. And so I agree with the Apostle Paul when he says, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. God is not your accuser. He has never been. He will never be. Every tongue that rises against you, you are the one who condemns. God does not condemn those tongues. It is you who condemns them. First, God says, neither do I condemn you. Freedom from condemnation and fear and shame equals freedom from a continuous life of sin. Freedom from condemnation and fear and shame equals freedom from a continuous life of sin. If you want to get free from those weaknesses, those sins, start to acknowledge what God has done in your life, not what the enemy accuses you of. Focus on the love of the Father. Focus on the love of the Father. As I close in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4, in the Passion Translation, it says, And in love he chose you before he laid the foundation of the universe. In love he chose you before he formed the foundation. He laid the foundation of the universe. Because of his great love, <laughs> love and accusation do not mix. He ordained you so that he, you, would, you would be seen as holy in his eyes without, with unstained innocence. And in love he chose Brenda. He chose Stuart. He chose James. He chose, I don't know, Phyllis. In love, God chose, chose you before he laid the foundation of the universe. Because of his great love, he ordained you, whatever your name is, so that you would be seen as holy in his eyes with unstained innocence. Before God, you have unstained innocence. You're like a cute little baby. He loves you. And it is in acknowledging this love that you'll find freedom from sin. It's hard to go on doing bad things when you know you're loved. But when you think people have given up on you, what's the point? There's nothing to prove. But when you acknowledge who you are in Christ Jesus, you get a freedom from sin. I want to end with the scripture that is in Romans chapter 6 and verse 14, which you should memorize. Yes, you should memorize because it shows you where freedom from sin comes from. Romans chapter 6 verse 14 says, For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are under, you're not under the law, but under grace. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you're not under the law, but under grace. Listen, the accusation that produces death in your life is not the one that comes from outside. It's the one that comes from inside. When you agree with the accuser, you produce death. Sin becomes normal in your life. When you agree with God, your lover, your Lord, your Savior, your Father, when you condemn the voice of the accuser in your life, it produces life. Sin shall not have dominion over those who acknowledge that they are loved by God. Acknowledge God's love for you. Don't acknowledge your guilt and your shame. Those things don't bring God glory. God is glorified when you acknowledge the finished work of Christ, not your work. Your work is usually bad, but the finished work of Christ is good. It's perfect. It's holy. It points to God. We overcame him by the, word of, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. That's how you overcome the accuser. So what testimony do you need to speak concerning God's work in your life today? What do you need to let go of the things you've done, the failures you've had, the mistakes you've made? Can you put them at the cross of Jesus and wash them under his blood and pick up your new identity? 
and instead start to acknowledge every good thing that he has done in you. In Christ Jesus, you are loved, you are accepted, you are highly favored. Goodness and mercy pursue you all the days of your life. Yes, you have a good inheritance in Christ Jesus. You are a lender and not a borrower. You are not walking under the burden of debt. You are overcoming day by day as you get out of debt and you walk into abundance. You are rich. You are wealthy. You are rich in good works. You are a loving husband. You are a submitted wife. You are, you, as he is, so are you in this world. Yes, you are pure in Christ Jesus, even though you have already gone through all sorts of sexual sin. In Christ Jesus, you have unstained innocence. You are perfect before him in love. He does not see you according to the good, the, your goodness or the bad things you've done. He sees you in Christ Jesus, holy, beloved, blameless before him in love. That's how he sees you. Can you agree with him? Your testimony is agreeing with God. Your testimony is agreeing with God. I really sense that so many people, you've been walk, walking under condemnation and accusation and you've embraced it. You've allowed it in your heart. So start to acknowledge every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment, condemn, condemn, condemn. Listen, for some of you, it's that you need to stop doing the work of the accuser. Stop condemning your spouse. Stop telling them. How about you change things and start looking for the good? Become a treasure hunter, just like God. Look out for the good that is in your spouse. Look out for the good that is in your parent. Look out for the good that is in your boss. Look out for the good that is in your spiritual leader. Don't only focus on the bad stuff. That's not God. God doesn't accuse. He doesn't point out bad things. He points out good. How about this week? Since it's Monday, I want you to go out of your way this week and let some people know what you love about them. Let them hear your children. Let's parents don't be the accuser of your children. Sometimes I've been that person. You know, go and tell them what you love about them. Tell them the good things that are in them in Christ Jesus. Go ahead and start telling them, I admire this about you. I like this about you. I think this is an area of strength for you that you should know. Do it and see what will happen. You will see life come out of these people because what you've been acknowledging has been even husbands are encouraged to wash their wives with the word. Wash your wives with good words. How long has it been since you told your wife some good things? Silence is also accusation. You know that? Because when you, you don't say good, what are you saying? You're saying there's nothing to say. Say something. Say something. Testimony is the opposite of accusation. So if you're not testifying, you're probably accusing even with silence. Say something. Testify. Testify of the goodness of your parents, of your friends, of your boss, of your spouse, of your leaders, of your spiritual leaders. Testify. Testimony is the antidote to accusation. Oh yes, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Wow, what a good word God has given us today. That no weapon formed against us shall prosper and every tongue that rises against us in judgment, we condemn, not God condemns. God is waiting for you to condemn the accuser. He has given you power to silence the enemy. He has a big mouth, that devil, and you silence him by speaking back and reminding him of what Jesus did on the cross for you and how you cannot be accused anymore because you're under the blood of Jesus. And as you do that, sin loses its power over you. You start living in righteousness because you're under grace, not under the law. Maybe you're watching and the devil has been telling you you're too bad for God. You need to first clean yourself up. That's not true. God did not come to condemn you. The condemner is the devil because you see, if he tells you you're so bad, you don't receive Christ. But today I want to ask you, if you've never made Jesus Lord of your life or you've walked with him before and accused yourself out of him and you want to walk with him again, I want you to pray this simple prayer after me to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Say, Lord Jesus, today I come to you. 
in the multitude of your mercy. I receive your love. I receive your forgiveness. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Write my name in the book of life. Take my life and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Wow. Welcome to the family of God. If you're born again, we welcome you into the family of God, the family of love where there is no fear, no shame, no condemnation. Shame is in your past and God is not working in your past. He's working in your future. So welcome to the family of God. Send us a message on this number, plus 256-775-642449. Send us a message. Let us know I have received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. We want to walk with you, connect you to a loving church family, a worship harvest church family. If you don't have one, if you have a church family in the neighborhood where they teach the word of God, go there and connect with that church family. Tell them you're a new believer. Let them walk with you and show you how to get in the word of God. Wow, I hope that you've been able to find the books now online, enjoying your Bible and build your arsenal. Those books are now available for you to purchase on Amazon and have them on your devices. And of course, you can also order for them and we can get them delivered to you wherever you are, a physical copy. We are trying, we are working on making sure that you can even get a physical copy delivered to you uh, beyond, beyond the people who are in Uganda and East Africa. We love you. Listen, if you have any pain in your body, I speak healing and wellness to you in the name of Jesus. Someone, you've been having pain in your ear, the right ear. I speak wellness to you right now. I cast that infection, that pain in Jesus' name. Someone, you've been having a skin issue, skin issue. You don't know what it is, itching, things on your skin. We speak wellness to you right now in Jesus' name. It is well with you. It is well with you. Someone, issues with your eyes, your right eye, right eye. We speak wellness to you, migraines, problems with issues, someone in your foot, your feet, under your feet, you've been having some things growing. We cast them right now in the name of Jesus. We speak wellness to every part of your body, your reproductive system, it is well. If you've been desiring to carry children, right now I command your womb to open. If if you're a man, I speak to your reproductive system to work your sperm count to be as it should be. If you're married, We speak right now in Jesus' name that you will have children. Yes, you will have children in Jesus' name. God who gave you a womb and a reproductive system opens it up even right now and stops the work of the devil in closing your womb. In the name of Jesus, it is well with you. Someone, I have a word for you. Get tithing, get tithing. Tithing rebukes the devourer for your sake. You've been on and off and there's been some issues. Um, And so just, just do it and see what God will do. He will open the windows of heaven over your life. Wow, what a blessing. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. You are healed. Even if I've not called it out, God is there with healing grace, healing you and making you whole. I'll see you again next week. Yes, there is that number on your screen. If you want to send seed, it is available for you. You can go ahead and do it. No compulsion, no necessity, nothing. Only if you feel led to do it, please go ahead. It is written in the word of God in Galatians 6, 6, that let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. And so we want you to go ahead and take part in that blessing to share in all good things with him who teaches or her who teaches. Yes, I'll see you again next week. Share this teaching with friends and family. Put it on your status. Share it on groups. Let them know what God is doing. And of course, I hope to see you at church on Sunday at any of our locations. We love you. We'll see you again next week, same place, same time.
you're blessed. You're not condemned. Do not agree with the accuser. It is well with you. Open your mouth and speak truth and meditate on only what God has spoken concerning you and sin will lose its power over you. Amen. See you again very soon. Bye-bye.